Hello, this presentation will be about the George Elliott Archive and its project with the binary key letters. So first, my name is Charma Shalis and I am a research assistant at the George Elliott Archive. I'm an English major with a digital humanities and Spanish minor. For the past year, I've been working with Dr. Beverly Rylett and other students on the George Elliott Archive, a place dedicated to the British Victorian authoress George Elliott or Marian Evans, mostly expanding the content in the newspaper section of the archive. So here's an example of the Omeka page where you upload newspaper articles. But I have done an assortment of tasks for Dr. Beverly Rylett, including assistance and in research into a portrait of George Eliot by Sophus Williams, and editing or writing Wikipedia pages. So this is the one on impressions of Theophrastus such. This summer, however, my focus has been on adding letters to, from, and about George Eliot to the Archives Omeka platform, though if you try to look for them now, they are not as of yet published to the archive site. As a whole, the purpose of the George Elliott Archive is to be, as stated on the homepage, an extensive resource for anyone studying the author best known as George Eliot. Beinecke Letters Project, in particular, takes the archive further into one of its long-term goals, which is for all extent correspondence to be easily accessible. Many of the students working on the archive have put in hours for the Beinecke Project. In fact, we help each other often, and our collaborations have been extremely helpful and fun. Tragically, Dr. Beverly Rylett will be leaving, so we're trying to get the Beinecke Project in a good place for students at the Auburn University to pick up. I'd been involved in two phases of the Beinecke Project. In the first, Dr. Beverly Rylett had taken pictures of many of the letters that are in the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library. We had a spreadsheet on box, this big monster right here, that gave information on each letter as well as a link to folders where we could download the JPEGs, edit if necessary, so cropping, rotation, and then combine in a PDF which was then uploaded to Omeka. This job of 264 letters was divided between three people, Sarah Geyer, Kaylin Michalis, and myself. I was responsible for 86 of those letters. Now, not all of the pictures required editing. Some of them had already been compiled into PDFs by previous archive collaborators which was super sweet. In those cases, I uploaded that PDF to Omeka and filled in the necessary metadata. If there were any transcriptions of the letters available in either the George Eliot letters by Gordon S. H. or if they were already transcribed by Banneke or George Eliot archive staff, I added this transcription into the description tab on Omeka. So this is a transcription right here and it would be this tab. With the transcriptions, I double-checked for any missing pages or if the order was off. For the letters that did not have transcriptions in which the page order was in question or there were random or missing pages, I transcribed them myself. This is where collaboration came in clutch. If we were ever having any trouble with transcription work, we set up a Zoom meeting, putting our combined minds to the task of detangling sprawling letters. Handwriting, especially cursive, is difficult to read. Kaylin Michalis and I were in luck because our fellow collaborator, Sarah Geyer, is the resident expert on transcription work in the archive. She had been involved in many transcription projects before, so she knew the loops, swirls, and idiosyncrasies of the Victorian writing hand. As a short, funny aside, Sarah usually hosted the meetings, and though as students we have Zoom through UNL, I guess we have a limited number of meetings that, I, that go longer than 40 minutes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sarah was beyond that, so our meetings were often cut short. 
Sarah would create a new one and we'd continue as if nothing had happened. Don't ask me why another one of the group who could set up a longer Zoom meeting didn't. We just didn't. Together, via screen share, we would read through our letters and working transcriptions simultaneously. We'd read through the whole letter, even if there were only a few words marked, because knowing the context of the letter helped us puzzle out viable words. So here on the screen, I have a letter and its transcription. And as you can see, both of them are up at the same time. And I just scroll through both of them as we went along. I remember one time I only had one word that I could not figure out for the life of me. My mind kept going to London. So this word right here, you think that's London? But the word just didn't quite look like London. And though it wasn't impossible comprehension-wise for it to be London, it just it wasn't quite right. Before I shared any letters with Sarah or Kaylin, I liked to go through them one more time to see if leaving the letter alone for a bit helped me out. And in this case, it did. Since I wasn't so focused on transcribing the letter, I was more deeply interacting with its content. And it was so obvious what the word was. In the letter, Charles Lewis, who doesn't like crossing his teeth, by the way, in this one he does, thank you, but in most he doesn't, not so much of a thank you. Was, but anyway, he was letting Edward Smith Piggott know that his mother, George Eliot, was offering his father's fine cigars. The father had passed away. The sentence I was having trouble with was as follows. My mother wishes to know whether you still continue to question mark, big question mark, London? I don't know. Because if you do, she would like you to have some of my father's fine cigars. Here's the letter again. It's kind of obvious, right? This right here, it's smoke. But what happens when you're reading the letter is that you're so into it and trying to make sense of it that you can't make anything out of it. So that's where somebody with an outside perspective who hasn't been working with the letter as much is very helpful. The other phase of the Binaki project is ongoing. Yale has recently uploaded many of the letters to their site, so Sarah Geyer went through them and listed the ones we do not have. This time, the workload has been split between four people. Max Robeson joined us. Between us, we'll upload 385 letters to Omeka. The process is very similar to the other phase, except now we go to the Yale site for the letters. We download their PDFs containing several letters and then single out the one letter we're looking for, extracting it into a separate PDF. Our goal for the summer was to upload as many Beinecke letters as were available to Omeka, along with its metadata. We were not meant to complete this project. That'll be for later students. Good luck to them. Many of the letters remain without a transcription, so that's probably where they'll start. I would like to thank Dr. Beverly Rylett for giving me the opportunity to try out transcription work. It's really warped my mind and I've had good times with it. Also, many thanks to my transcription team. Your support and ideas were invaluable. Oh, and thanks for everyone here who's listening to the video.